We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 285. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Equilux. Ooh, have you heard of that? Isn't that like a, a like a percolator like made coffee in the 50s? I think it is. Or, I, yeah. Yeah, something like that. A percolator, yeah. No, no, I mean, but no, this is the up-to-date one. This oh. <laughs> Equilux, Lux is light and equa is equal so okay so probably not then no not that not the coffee so what does that mean it is we have exactly 12 hours of daylight and night yeah. today the sun rose this morning at 705 a.m and it's mm-hmm. set tonight at 705 p.m pretty cool yeah and tomorrow my watch says it rises at 704 it does yeah oh so oh <laughs> I got to know my sunset and sunrise times because I like to shoot the sunset from time to time. So I got to down and say, oh, sunsets at this time. I'll remember to get the drone up. Of course, I'm never home right now. But I got right. a good sunset at Civil Dollar City the other night. See that? That uh, was Rollercoaster. awesome. Well, I saw it. It was really pink. Of course, I where I live at Civil Dollar City is all trees. And so the, I ran to the best place I knew. <laughs> and it's a great view over there. So, uh, But I was like three minutes after the sun went down to before I ever got out over there, but the clouds are really lit up still, so it came out pretty good. That's I beautiful. Thought, I yeah. think last count was like 120 reactions or something. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, you. That's pretty cool. People love that stuff, and yeah. you've got. Did you take it on your phone? Yeah, just on my phone. That's all I had. That's great. Yeah. I have the little cheapo phone, so mm-hmm. mine doesn't do that. I'm going to have to upgrade. I don't. This phone makes me mad sometimes. It just doesn't do what I want it to. Uh, well, I get the cheap one. You know, I, sh- I need to spend yeah. the money and get... <sighs> you get what you pay for. That's... Well, that's true. Yeah. You know? Oh, well. Um, people are probably saying equal lux, but we just had the equal nox. Well, equal nox is different. Oh, happy fall. We are officially an astronomical fall, by the way. Sure as heck doesn't feel like it. Uh, it does not. We almost... <laughs> we almost hit 90 today. That's not right. It was like 89.6 here on your roof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to Springfield. I, I was feeling it. We were hiking, so it was hot. And there's a little bit of humidity. Not a yeah, lot. There was. There was. I think it's probably because we've been having these foggy mornings, and they burn off, and then all this moisture is now up in the air. Um, the, the average high <laughs> today is supposed to be 78. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> And low 55 next week will be in October. Next week, October 3rd, 75 and 52. We're getting those. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't don't think it is. That's one thing I want you to look up on your on your minute here in, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we were coming out where we came out of an active pattern. Um, they were saying early last week we're going to have 
you know, about rain, then a dry time, then rain, then dry time. And it did, it was a little spaced, it was spaced out further than they originally were saying. Yeah. So, yeah. But some people got some training thunderstorms too out of that. Uh, they put out a graphic earlier on and I thought, eh, that circle's right above my cave. <laughs> oh, I didn't like no. it. But I think the more training stuff kind of went over you know maybe to the more to the north a little bit but we still flooded well you remember they did that flash flood watch for like the six or eight counties far southwest missouri and all of a sudden they're like oh well now springfield and all the way up to what is it osage beach i mean and and taney was it was a good chunk I, i was surprised and of course according to the graphic it was up more to springfield right didn't you send me a thing and say they were make, doing some water rescues in Springfield? They did. They had to, you know, for a while, actually. I mean, Springfield, it floods a lot. You know, the flash flooding, you got that famous picture I always see of the water rising, rising over the railroad uh, bridge there. I don't remember what. Justin Hass used to send it to us all the time. He, oh. he would go down there and the, water, the, the cars would be stuck in there. That oh. floods almost every time. Yeah. So... I was I was surprised. Do you know if they had a flash flood emergency? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, the problem was, and I've always said this, we don't need six inches of rain in 12 hours. We need four inches of rain over like four days. <laughs> you know, just something steady to keep going. I mean, fortunately, um, the grass is growing. Uh, how's this going to affect the fall colors, you think? Because we had a lot. <sighs> You know, I I hope it, it, it I hope it's good because it's better. It has to be better than what we had because b- before all this rain, I mean, we're up to a little over seven inches. Seven point four three at my weather state for the month. So that's a lot. So that's gonna do some good, I think. Now, I don't know that it's going to continue into October, but will that be enough? We just don't know. It's we're better off than we were because August was dry. Oh. It's been dry since April, basically. You know, yeah. been in that drought. I mean, yeah. do do you have uh, stuff with the drought pulled up? I'm just curious. Uh, well, I can bring it up. I can hit my app, and hey, it'll take me there. Hit that app and scroll down, <laughs> and there it is. You know, I mean, there's still major drought north of here for sure. Is that that west central? The, yeah, you know? they're they're still in the extreme. I see no except, exceptional, but for us, we're not in a drought. Parts of Taney County is abnormally dry. Oh, really? I thought we were all kind of out of it. Well, just the northern. Oh, and they take north, it again the today. Northwest corner. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is probably this is about a week old. Okay. The northern half of Stone is abnormally dry. Uh, I think we'll be okay this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I, I wish that we could have spread that out a little bit more. Maybe, maybe four for September, four for October. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we had like, what almost seven and a half this month. I, I forget what. But it August all came was. at the same time, almost. Yeah. Well, yeah. within a two-week span, basically. Because I, I think at one point, uh, the way our our weather station works, it has an event and i think it waits what is it 24 hours if there's no rain 24 hours the event yeah cuts it off yeah so if if it rained and then kept intermittently rained it would keep adding up but Mm -hmm. it just didn't do it 
Yeah, that's the monthly score, though. I'll I'll take it. I'll take I it. I mean, you can get on there and figure out about day by day on your computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But who wants to do that? Who wants to <laughs> do that? I could do that. Yeah, so I'm just real curious. Now, why don't we start heading towards the model minute? There's, uh, I mean, I don't know if any rain is, you know, what's up with these two? There, I have lots of questions. So let's get to your segment. Model minute. Model minute. What do they say? It's the model minute. Yeah. So I got questions. So, well, first question you need to ask me is about precipitation. Okay. So, is there any rain in the future coming in? Uh, well, Rando, a model is not a forecast. Correct. So, <laughs> but the models say no. Oh gosh, we're gonna go back in a dry I mean, period. I don't have anything on here for the next week. Not even a hint of rain over most of Missouri until. Man, uh, first six or seven days of of October. And, oh gosh! And that's just a little bit. It's not looking. Yeah, nothing on rain on the model minute. Okay, that's a bad. That's a bad sign, right? Yeah, and that's I know. why I was apprehensive on the fall colors a little bit because I kind of knew that, and I said, "Well, seven inches in, in September enough." Yeah. Of course, we're, we're officially in fall. But since it all came at the same time, did it all run off? What happened? I don't know. Did the trees drink it up? Good point. They may have. But we don't get fall colors until third week of October, you know. Okay, yeah. It starts, yeah. It, it, it varies. Yeah. It varies from the 15th to the first week of November. For us. Yeah, I'm wondering, since since the, our global temperatures and everything staying warmer longer, I'm wondering if the changeover, if well, that would throw the well, changeover a little bit. And El Nino. Right. Yeah, I got an article on that later, but I mean, that's we've, interesting. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. So, okay. So, we are way above in temperature. Like I said, the average high is only 78 and going down. And we almost hit 90. And the grid... 89.6. Yeah, I'm looking Round at the forecast up. grid. We're in upper 80s at least through, you know, Monday, I guess. I don't know. I mean, what long range, what, what, do, you, what do you well, say? I can't even talk about that. I'm glad you asked because my phone just did something funky. Oh, perfect. Oh, I brought up a sounding. Okay, I must have clicked on the map. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need to turn that off. Um... Yeah, I mean, the models are saying the same thing as the, uh, till when, did you say, on the forecast grid? Uh, Monday, which would be the second. And then then I have, on the on the third, I have a high of 84. But that's way, that's seven days third? out. Yeah, so. Let's see. On the first, I have a high of, uh, on the models, not a forecast. Right. 93. Ooh, yeah, they knocked that down. Which is understandable. Yeah. They have 87 on the grid. For the first? Yeah. GFS tends to want to kind of overshoot. I mean, that's kind of a typical. Still have 80, upper 80s by uh, the 4th. Thursday. Okay. That is way too warm. The 5th. And then something comes through maybe on the 6th. Okay, that's Friday. Nah, it was a tease. 
it, get, it warms up right back up. That's nuts. Right after that to the, uh, well, maybe not as warm, 84, 85, 86. Hmm. I tell you what, I'm looking at the end of the uh, models here, and I'm still seeing temperatures in the 90s. Yeah. Well, NWS uh, put out this graphic. Except, and now what? at the very end, okay. of course, it's at night, but I see a temperature of 46. Ooh. So there's something coming in. Let's see. Yeah, I can definitely see a big temperature change. It looks like a cold front toward the end of the model loop. Uh, mark that on your calendar right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right now <laughs> for uh, the morning of uh, October 10th. Okay. Could be the start of. Uh, Jacket weather, hmm. That you know, but you know what brings the jacket weather? A master blaster. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't had one of that, those in years. That, yeah, eighteen <laughs> Z would be two. Eighteen uh, uh, Z would be one p.m. One p.m. Uh-huh. Yeah, Springfield's got sixty nine at one p.m. that day. Ooh, so. nice. Yeah. Okay. That that looks good. Okay, so that is promising. So ten ten. Ooh, ten ten. Okay. Well, that's ten twelve. Oh oh ten okay. But it, yeah, ten ten is when it comes through. And then down. Well, you know that could be a pattern shift. I mean, who knows? Well, it's bound to happen. I mean, oh well, of course, it's October. <laughs> We're that's it's a transition month, right? It's, I think October is more of a transition month than September is. I mean, oh, we, I agree. Yeah, Se- September is more of the hurricane month, and then yeah. Uh, October and we'll kinda... have teasers in September. Yeah, and we get rain. One thing we didn't get, which I wish we would have, would have been a nice tropical system coming up through Texas. Yeah, we didn't get that. They're all staying out there in the yeah in the Atlantic. I know, except that one that kind of meandered up. Um, yeah, but the National Weather Service issued this graphic October third through 9th, Their uh, I guess climate prediction out of there, uh, all the way basically Omaha to Oklahoma City, eastward all the way to. Ohio and stuff, we are at uh, way above average for temperature. And so that's uh, that's g- coincides with what I wonder why they didn't put a uh, precipitation with that this time because I don't know. By the looks of things, it's going to be below. Really? But I didn't see a, a graphic issued for that one. Well, I checked the Climate Prediction Center earlier, uh, well, a couple of days ago. Let, let me take a gander at that so climate prediction center they go on a three-month forecast quote-unquote so the 0.5 would be for october november december they have uh again it's monthly monthly it's equal chances for uh temperature and equal chances for precipitation and it stays that way for you know i think to run then that could be like a el nino thing I'm, i'm curious to get to that el nino in the uh in other news after the school, but okay. Uh, is that all the info you got on that one? That's it. Okay. Well, it's time to get to the next segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a new one in the pollens. We have uh, ragweed, nettle, and sagebrush now. Um, according to Pollen.com, I think Corey probably look at Springfield, but uh, Pollen.com says Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, we're all in the just the medium, not not out for of control. What? Uh, huh? For medium for 
uh, uh, pollen. Everything? Uh, yeah, just the, just the main your... pollen. And then Friday medium high, so we're there. But, uh, you know, the chinopods uh, were out. Uh, it's like the top pollens, according to this, a sagebrush. So that's a new one in. I what, don't have that one on here. Oh, you don't? Of course, there could be some... It could be one of these Latin names that I don't know. <laughs> what I have is... Uh, well, grass is moderate right now. We have uh, ambrosia, which is ragweed. Oh, ragweed yeah. count is 119 today. Oh, geez. Okay. Moderate is... Mm, I'm not even going to pronounce that one, but I'm going <laughs> to... Goose, goosefoot. Okay, I've heard that. I don't know what it is, but... And amaranth. Amaranth, okay. But I don't see a sagebrush. Huh. Maybe that's amaranth or something. That's what I was thinking. I think uh, I'll maybe Google that. But mold is high too. Well, mold that makes sense. Yeah, they're playing the the drummer from for the Hughes is Jacob Hughes, great guy. He's a great disc golf player too. So we're going out and playing. He is, I think, what you call a mycologist. The one who just, or, or I said fungologist, but I think Michael is a is a thing. He loves mushrooms. He knows mushrooms. He knows the names of them. It's it's pretty impressive, and so wherever we're going and playing, he'll look. Oh, look! There's a mushroom, and run over to it and give me the list of what it is. It's quite impressive. Um, so he's he gets really excited after a rain, which makes Interesting. sense. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think mycology. I got to look that up. Mycologist, uh, not your ecologist, but mycologist. I know. Wait, that's bad. Sorry, that was bad. Okay. Uh, anyway, is that, is that anything else on the? No. Pollen stuff. Uh, good. It's not out of control. I mean, this summer, especially end of August and first of September, everything was just sky high. <coughs> Excuse me, as <coughs> I choked myself. But it's going down a little bit, so we'll see. It's it's those cold mornings. I think things are kind of eh, kind of reset cool. for that. Okay, let's get to the tropics. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. Kind of quiet out there. A little bit. And we had Lee, which caused a whole bunch of havoc. It's way up there. Out of, I mean, it's gone now. Then that's L. Then we had, what's the M? We had we had an M. Oh, we did. <laughs> I can't uh, remember the M. It was just that one that was short-lived and went to the north. Didn't affect anybody. Okay. And then the Mar- N. Margo or something. Oh, Ophelia. Mar- Ophelia. And then now what we was have. What uh, uh, Shoot. Yeah, well. Anyway, not well, important. It it wasn't anything. I want to say Nepal, but that's not it. <laughs> and then we have Philippe, Nigel, Nigel, yeah, Nigel. Okay, Nigel, Ophelia. Now we have Philippe. We've and, had Philippe before. Oh, you remember I, that I one? I remember Philippe. Yeah. Oh God. Well, and there's another one. I'm, uh, let me read the rundown. Philippe, right now, is only a tropical storm. It's going to stay there. Maximum sustained winds of 45 miles per hour. Moving west at 13, it's going to kind of diminish. And, you know, it's got it's between, well, we're, we're, it's, it's going to move towards Puerto Rico. It's a little north of there. But by the time it gets to Puerto Rico and, and, and the D- Dominican Republic, it's going to be a post-tropical depression. It, probably a lot of rain, but probably not any wind. And we have this thing, I think it's called AL91 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, I think that's it. Uh, it's a disturbance roughly halfway between the Cabo Verde Islands and the Lesser Antilles. It is going to be something. And they're like, yeah, this thing is getting ready to go. And 
the, the forecast looks like it's going to follow exactly the same track as, as Philippe is. Um, Seven-day outlook of that is 90. So Interesting. Do, do you know what the next one is? Do we have a Q? They skip that usually, right? Yeah, I normally do. Q would be R. I don't know. You look at that, and I'll, I'll yeah. do the Pacific. In the Pacific, really nothing. There's just a little disturbance in the Pacific. Uh, <laughs> the description says, quote, well southwest of the tip of Baja, California, close quote. <laughs> and it, it seven-day outlook might... 30%, it might do something. It's a yellow X. But other than that, nothing in the Pacific. Um, do you have anything on? After Philippe is Rena, Sean. Well, I guess it's Sean or Seen. It's S-E-A-N. It's, it's Sean. Sean. Yeah, that's a stupid way. I know. Go. No, I don't offend anybody. It's a different <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> but when it comes to hurricane names, you never know. Isa Eas. Remember that? <laughs> then comes Tammy, Vince, and Whitney. Ooh. We have five names left. And, okay, now what were they going to do? They were going to do something. They're not going to go to the Greek alphabet anymore. And I forgot. No, they're going to go back. There's a supplemental list. They're okay. They're going to start back with A, B, C, D, you know. Okay. It's, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't either. You know, I liked, I liked doing that because it didn't happen all the time when you went to the, uh, you know, the Greek alphabet, it was something that only happened once every 15 years or so. Oh, yeah. I also wouldn't mind saying, putting the year on it and adding something like 2020 Alpha, 2020. I totally agree with that. Or Alpha 2020. Alpha 2020. Yeah, Alpha 2023. Beta 2023. Yeah. just that, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Because then you're just going back to regular names like Deshaun coming up and Foster. Okay, well, wait a second. That that confuses me. Did we have a D earlier? I can't remember because that's it, how I right. That's how I remember when they happened and what 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 order they were in. Exactly, you know? and then you can count them because they skip the Q and the X. I mean, all the the funny letters or whatever. Right. I I don't know. Whatever. They should listen to us because we have great ideas not about our, how to. Not do. our job. Yeah, yeah. Alpha twenty twenty three. I like that. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're doing on that. So let's get to the weather school. This week's weather school is all about the multiple branches of NOAA. I mean, there's there's some I didn't even know, and I I did the weather school, and I can't remember what it is, but there's tons of branches of NOAA under the big umbrella. So uh, let's learn about that. Let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The NHC is tracking a storm near land. The SPC and the WPC are now getting involved, too. Huh? The National Weather Service is where we get most of our weather information. But they are only a portion of a much larger enterprise, NOAA. NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is an American scientific agency within the United States Department of Commerce that focuses on conditions of the oceans, major waterways, and the atmosphere. 
The organization warns of dangerous weather, charts seas, guides the use of protection of ocean and coastal resources, and conducts research to provide understanding and improve stewardship of the environment. NOAA was officially formed in 1970 and in 2017 had over 11,000 civilian employees. Its research and operations are further supported by 321 uniformed service members who make up the NOAA Commissioned Corps. So let's take a look at some of the many branches of NOAA. The one we are all familiar with, the National Weather Service. The NWS is tasked with providing weather, hydrologic, and climate forecasts and warnings for the United States, its territories, adjacent waters, and ocean areas for the protection of life and property and the enhancement of the national economy. This is done through a collection of national and regional centers, 13 river forecast centers, and more than 120 local weather service offices. The National Weather Service is responsible for issuing weather and river forecasts, advisories, watches, and warnings on a daily basis. They issue more than 734,000 weather forecasts, 850 river forecasts, and more than 45,000 severe weather warnings annually. Some of the branches under the National Weather Service umbrella are the Weather Prediction Center, formerly known as the Hydrometeorological Prediction Center. It serves as a center for quantitative precipitation forecasting or rainfall amounts, medium range forecasting from three to eight days, and the interpretation of numerical weather model predictions. The National Hurricane Center is responsible for tracking and predicting weather systems within the tropics in the Atlantic and the eastern Pacific Oceans. The agency is situated on the campus of Florida International University in University Park, Florida. They take data from reconnaissance aircraft that fly into storms and track the progression of tropical cyclones. The Storm Prediction Center this agency monitors the contiguous U.S. and is responsible for severe weather situations. They are the ones who issue severe thunderstorm watches and tornado watches. The local National Weather Service forecast offices are the ones who issue the warnings. Next is the Climate Prediction Center, or CPC. Their job is to offer predictions of climate variability and real-time monitoring of global climate. Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. And we have the Space Weather Prediction Center. This branch provides space weather alerts and warnings for disturbances that can affect people and equipment working in space and on Earth. Now, all of these departments I just mentioned are under the control of the National Weather Service, which is under the control of NOAA. <laughs> now, here are some other branches of the parent organization of NOAA. The National Environmental Satellite Data and Information Service, or NESDIS. 
This department was created by NOAA to operate and manage the U.S. environmental satellite programs and manage National Weather Service data and those of other government agencies and departments. The National Ocean Service, or NOS, focuses on ensuring that ocean and coastal areas are safe, healthy, and productive. NOS scientists, natural resource managers, and specialists serve America by ensuring safe and efficient marine transportation, promoting innovative solutions to protect coastal communities, and conserving marine and coastal places. The National Marine Fisheries Service, also known as NOAA Fisheries, was initiated in 1871 with the primary goal of the research, protection, management, and restoration of commercial and recreational fisheries and their habitat. The Office of Marine and Aviation Operations is responsible for the fleet of NOAA ships, aircraft, and diving operations. It has the largest research fleet of the federal government. Its personnel are made up of civilians and the NOAA Commissioned Corps. The National Integrated Drought Information System is a program within NOAA with an intra-agency mandate to coordinate and integrate drought research, building upon existing federal, tribal, state, and local partnerships in support of creating a National Drought Early Warning Information System. These are just some of the branches of NOAA, and honestly, there are way too many to mention in this weather school. Just know that the entire NOAA organization is a highly complex group of scientific-based agencies that are keeping the planet and the people safe. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. There you go. I hope everybody was taking notes of the dozens, dozens. I don't think there's hundreds, but there's dozens of different branches of NOAA, which is very interesting. All right, let's get to in other news. I have one thing. Uh, this is a CNN weather thing I saw, which is interesting. Again, it's an article. Uh, the title is uh, An El Nino Winter is Coming. Uh, what's or Here's what that could mean for the U.S. Now, again, we've talked about El Nino. There's several factors that have to come into play. So, um, And I'm not really going to get into the article, but they had some interesting things, uh, two interesting things I'm going to point out. The first one they said, uh, and this is kind of Normal. This goes with everything. The uh, no, they say off the bat, no two El Nino winters are the same, which we all know that because there's all these variants. Uh, but what they're thinking is going to be a warmer northern tier, a wetter California, Arizona, New Mexico, cooler southern, and drier in the middle, which is basically Springfield over to Cincinnati mm -hmm. or West Virginia. That's the graphic they're saying. Again, there's there's lots of stuff. Equal chances of dry and wet for us here in uh, the middle of the country. Uh, so they looked back. This is this is what I thought was interesting. They looked back at recent El Nino winters. Okay, so now uh, there's three three things. A weak El Nino occurred 
During the 2018-2019 season, they had several notable storms, including the one in December that brought snow and ice from Texas to the Carolinas. The season was also the wettest winter on record for the U.S. mainland and featured above-average temperatures across much of the east. Okay, there's that. It's the second one. A very strong El Nino during the 2015-2016 winter contributed to the warmest winter on record for the U.S., according to NOAA. The warm winter didn't prevent massive snowstorms, uh, including uh, a deadly blizzard that brought the East Coast travel to a standstill. And the third one, it says the 2009 to 2010 winter was the last uh, with an El Nino of the same forecast strength as we're having now. So anyway, they're comparing that. Uh, It says it was quite cold across the southern and central U.S., and very wet and snowy along the East Coast, according to the data from NOAA. The season was notorious for multiple blizzards slamming the Northeast in rapid succession. So that was a little look back, and I thought I wanted to to talk about that. Um, The big thing is, is that going to happen this year? Don't know. And. You know, you never know how bad your El Nino is going to be for any given year. You know, we've had El Ninos with weird weather changes, but do we know? Are they saying how? What they're expecting is it a is it a big one? Is it a? They're saying it's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong one. Yeah, I don't think it's the strongest, but right. they're saying it it's pretty strong. Hmm. I'll have I mean, to research that for next week. I'm just you know, we've had El Ninos that we didn't get any snow. I remember that, you know, and maybe that was a 2009 or whatever, or the other one that said it was so warm. Yeah. I'm just, you know, thinking about winter. So you might say, you know, people are kind of, cause I see people post about winter. Oh, the woolly worms are out and all this, that, and the persimmons are coming persimmons, down. Yeah, like, I just saw that today actually. And it's like, what's El Nino say? You know? Yeah. Well, we we know they're myths. <laughs> oh yeah. El Nino's not though. El Nino is not a myth, no, but the but persimmons, they're fun to look at, you know. Right. But aren't they all spoons basically? <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like I don't remember ever seeing a fork or a, or a knife. No. I don't know. So what do you got over there? Well something's going on in our Antarctica that we should be concerned about. Uh oh. Well, first of all, you know, the ice melt is melting at a record rate. In the in the ocean down there. Oh gosh! Well, now on la- on land, guess what scientists are finding? Algae, moss, and even flowering plants in Antarctica. What? Yes. And that's they're they're concerned that's going to throw off the biological something of the earth or whatever. I don't know. It was a weird term for it, but what? microbiome. Maybe uh, no, that's a that's your gut. I don't know. I don't they know. are, yeah. They're they're just concerned about it because it shouldn't be that warm down there. Now for the South Pole itself, it doesn't get that warm. But Antarctica is a big place. Oh, it's huge. But the South Pole shouldn't have got as warm as it did this past year, which was fourteen degrees uh, Celsius. I think it was. I mean, let me bring that up real fast. No, no Fahrenheit. Fourteen degrees Fahrenheit. Which is pretty warm for the South Pole. See, 14 degrees Celsius, Celsius is about 70 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Well, that, then, well, no wonder they're getting flowers. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. 14 degrees Fahrenheit, which is still warm for the very, very 
southern tip of the earth. Exactly. You know, but from there on, uh, scientists are now going shirtless and wearing shorts in Antarctica, it says. That's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't tell me the temperature where they're at for some reason, but they're finding flowering plants. They're showing pictures of the plants and... uh that would be something uh, I need to research. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it's it, not. Are they? They're green. Green and flowery. Yeah, they're growing on rocks and stuff. Well, it has to be above freezing. I mean, well, I, I know parts. it's not at the pole. That could be like on right, the outer right, rims or right. something. Well, in 2022, researchers recorded the longest heat wave ever to hit Antarctica, and in March, that's when it got to 14 degrees at the South Pole. So it was the hottest temperature anomaly recorded anywhere in the world was in Antarctica. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's not. Well, I mean, all the. the... It just says Antarctica is not immune to the climate crisis as some scientists once thought it would be. Right. I'm curious about Siberia. Because remember, Siberia is supposed to be the coldest Mm. in the northern hemisphere. I'm trying to search Siberia. Hmm. I don't know what any towns are over there. So I can, are there towns? In uh, I think there's Yak. <laughs> is there Yak? Is that where right. you find Yak is that Siberia? <laughs> well, here's what they're worried about. Okay. 14 degrees. And we just set the hottest July record this year. Mm-hmm. It's going up every year, every year, every year. What happens when Antarctica goes at the melting point? And all that ice melts. They're concerned that oceans will rise all over the world. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, we, we even had a month or so ago a, a podcast talking about Greenland. If all the ice on Greenland, you know, all the glaciers melted or whatever, it would raise that. Mm, I mean, this is not good. No. Anyway, there's flowers in our. Antarctica. So on a good note, there's flowers. Not did they say what the flowers are? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're called the pearl wart. Ew. Pearl wart. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. Pearl. W R W O R T. Just one word. Oh, okay, one word. Okay, pearl wart. Interesting. Moss analogy. I love it. I definitely gonna look that up after the podcast. Yeah. So. All right, got anything else? Nope. Okay, it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the weather word of the week, and we're going to throw it to Corey. And I thought I'd had this before, but I didn't. It doesn't show up in my... I don't remember. ...thing. Okay, so Corey, what is this week's Stormdor weather, weather word of the week? Rex Block. Two words. Two words. Yeah, so. What is a Rex block? A blocking pattern where there is an upper level high located directly north of a closed low. Yeah. Rex block. Probably what happened to the uh, dinosaurs, dinosaurs Rex. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's probably why they they named it this. I don't know why it would be called Rex block. What's what's. It's blocking the Rex. I don't know. I, I kind of like your analogy better. Yeah. The, the, the T Rex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I see this a lot. Well, not a lot, but I've seen this before, where you get a big old blocking high, maybe over like Wyoming, 
and the winds travel clockwise around that, but then you get a nice low-pressure system directly south of that, maybe in Texas or whatever, and that causes that jet stream to, you know, just get all squirrely and stuff. And it, what it does, it blocks any pattern movement. So once that sets up, the low stays there, the high stays there. It just blocks everything. And so I thought that was interesting. Rex block. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, something I forgot to ask you about earlier. Uh, all this rain, you said the cave is flooded, it's right? now. It oh, it went down? A, flooded for a day and it went down. So does it, it go down pretty fast? What did this time? We didn't get a stupid amount of rain. Okay. Interesting. Just enough to mess things up for a day or so. All right. And you saw, uh, I think you post on your your uh, Facebook page, Cave Guide Corey. I love that. A little oh, yeah. cave lizard or something. Did you see one of those? Uh, that's a salamander. Salamander. Uh, we have three types of salamanders. That one would be a cave salamander. He's orange with black spots and big eyes. He's pretty. He's a, they're, they're the pretty ones. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, is he right at the bottom, or do they just kind of go They're all over in there. Uh-huh. The blind ones are at the bottom uh-huh. because they don't need eyes where, you know, higher up you go, more light, you know. But Oh, yeah. They're more rare. These ones are about the second most rare, and then the, we have black one, big black ones that are all over the place. They're not as rare, but but they're the prettiest ones, so yeah. I don't see the, them all the time. How about the bats? We haven't talked about the bats. They're all over. <clears throat> it's mating season right now. So they're out at sunset. I see them they'll on radar. Start, they'll start uh, migration. Well, they're kind of migration right now. They're migrating. I think they probably should have done it by now, but then they're going to mate, get ready for winter, start to hibernate, but they're really really active right now even even in the mornings all day they've been active and it seems like they get active on rainy days anyway so maybe that's why they're being active because we're playing uh right at the dusk and i i see there's one hole hole six at iserman and you throw towards the west but it's kind of downhill so you can Mm -hmm. see and it gets dusk you can see those bats man they are just flying all over the place yeah karen was terrified of them i love them i stand out because i know they're not going to Bite me, nah, you know. They don't bother you. <laughs> yeah, and then spiders everywhere. Oh, how about tarantulas? Because somebody, oh, I've Matt, seen some pictures. Uh, Levingston. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's like this huge tarantula on his yeah. garage door or something. Right. So I guess yeah. they're trying to get going. This is usually fall, more so October. They'll start migrating a little bit, and you'll see them all over the road. Just looks like leaves blowing over the road. Be a family of them. Do you know? Them. I have never seen. A tarantula I migration my yard one time. Oh yeah, I have. I've seen a bunch of them. I would love to see it. Sometimes you just don't know what it is until you really. It just looks like leaves blowing across the road when it's actually spiders, not spiders, but right. know, tarantulas. Oh yeah. As long as they don't get in my house, I'm golden. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm they less. Don't, they don't want in here. I'm less terrified. Yeah, yeah. I'm less terrified of tarantulas because they don't they don't bite you. Right or I'm something. sure they would if they needed to. Well, yeah, but I thought their mouth was pretty... Maybe that's Granddaddy Longlegs. I don't know. They don't bite you. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those lately, too. They're oh, all really? over at work. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's that time. Oh, and... Well, and this generally happens in November where the deer start getting... Re- I've seen a lot of active deer. I have, too. But in November, man, they really start going across the road. Especially in my subdivision. you got to watch it. I've been... I mean, they, they just, last night we almost came up on a deer on the road. Share slammed on the brakes. Oh, so it, I start watching. It, yeah, yeah, I would. Especially yep. now that uh, we're past the equalux, so we're going to have start having less daylight. I mean, 
we've been having less daylight. And I mean, I'm just not used to it because we're out there playing and it's getting kind of dusky. And in my brain, I'm going, oh, it's probably like 10 after eight now. And then I asked my buddy Phil, it's like, what time is it? He goes, it's 6.58. I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) I'm just, my brain is not set to get dark this fast yet. I don't know. Oh, well, now we're just talking, so... Okay, hey, I'm glad you had the day off. I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot right now, whether you get to you get yeah. to pod with me. It's long days right now. Yeah. Being busy. Hopefully it'll cool off and actually feel like fall. Well, maybe on the 10th or the well, 12th. <laughs> I got it on my calendar. Yeah, but we'll it, see. in the meantime, it looks like it's going to be mostly sunny, maybe some morning fog uh, with the humidity air out. We might hit 90, we might not, but we're well above normal. It will be. I think we'll see a lot of days like today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially going into October. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Christmas stuff out at the Walmart yet. Have you been out there in the lawn and garden area? Oh, no. I think, Yeah. They were starting to put it up when I was out there last time. It's September. Don't put Christmas stuff out in September. Haven't even had Halloween yet. No. But, you know. They're not going to get for me. We got lights up at work. I mean, we have to start putting them up in July just to get them all up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you don't turn them on, though, until November. No. And that makes sense because it's Christmas and Branson. Everything starts in November. So. Yay. Okay, well, anyway, got anything else? Nope. Okay, well, I think we've exhausted this one, so let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.